Welcome to the most unbiased and unfiltered podcast around. Welcome to the Those Guys podcast. I am your host, Kenyatta Wright. My partner, Greg, is off tonight. But we do have another Bulls brother here. My brother from another mother. My Bulls brother, Kataka. Welcome to the show, brother. What's going on, brother? Got a decent show tonight, Kataka. Going to talk some NBA Finals. We're going to talk all of the Bulls moves that were made. Andre Drummond, Goran Dragic. Daylon Terry, was that a smart pick for the Bulls instead of getting a big man? We're going to talk about all of that and much more after this quick break. You want the most uncensored and blunt podcast? The Bulls Guys Podcast. As only K-Dub and Greg Love can bring it to you. Follow us on Anchor, Spotify, and all social media platforms. All right, so we're back on the Bulls Guys podcast. And um, Kataka, there was a lot of moves made in the offseason. And in this special Bulls, Bulls Guys podcast episode, special offseason episode. And uh, how was your summer, brother? Oh, man, been busy, man. But it's been good, man. How about yours? It was good, you know. I, I And I've been paying close attention to the Bulls and all of the moves that they were making. And um, this is a podcast that I really wanted to do to dive into these moves. And uh, first off and foremost, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, our beautiful audience that have been following us for so long, following our shows, and we bringing you this special episode. This is not a, you know, a segment of season two. Season two has not started yet for the Bulls Guys Podcast. This is a special episode we're doing on all the off-season moves since July 1st. So, Kataka, what do you think about the offseason moves? The Bulls picked up uh, Andre Drummond at first. Um, then they end up picking up Goran Dragic about a couple of days ago. A pick that I personally like. I don't know how I feel about the Andre Drummond thing as of yet. If we're getting the Andre Drummond that played in Detroit, then yeah, I would love that. But it seems like he's taken a step back and has been regulated to a role player now. And Goran Dragic, the same thing. But Goran Dragic is a system point guard, and I don't. It's, he's a point guard that I feel that the Bulls do not have right now. He's the type of point guard that I feel we do not have. He moves the ball extremely well. Um, he's a pass-first point guard, not concerned about scoring, can score efficiently when he does try to score, but really shoot it. Get anywhere he wants on the floor, can make nifty passes to his teammates. And he's a system point guard that I feel that Billy Donovan actually needs to be that coach on the floor. What do you think about these moves? To be honest with you, I'm not I'm not too mad about it. I mean, of course I would have loved to have Mo Bamba or you know uh, Go Bear. You know, I know we talked about that before, but you know what? With Drummond, I'm not too upset. Like you say, if I can get the the Philadelphia 76ers Andre Drummond that backed up and beat, I'll take it. Watching his numbers, he's double double guy. Of course, he's not going to beat Detroit Piston Andre Drummond, but if we can get somebody that definitely give us at least a double double or really close to it, I mean, he's a much bigger upgrade than Tony Bradley, so I'm not mad about that. Uh, with Goran, like you say, he's a system guy, pass first, the guard that we don't have. Definitely going to be somebody who has that veteran presence, you know what I'm saying? And definitely going to be able to teach the younger younger guys, you know, pretty much how to be two point guards. Mm-hmm. Then, um, you know, like you say, he can shoot pretty pretty high still if he needs to shoot from the three-point line. And and I know he's definitely going to be 
solid backup to Lonzo. Um, but I'm kind of curious to see what they're going to do with this with this system. I know you still got Caruso. I mean, you still got Ayo. You know what I mean? Even though Ayo, you know, shift between a point guard and a shooting guard, it all depends how they put him. But you still got Kobe White. Mm-hmm. So I'm still kind of curious what they're going to do, how they're going to line them up. Hopefully we don't play small ball. But um, I'm hearing that um, tomorrow's the deadline for Tony Bradley's uh, or that that MLE inception, that, that mid-level inception or something like that. Tomorrow's mm-hmm. the deadline. So I'm curious to see if they're going to cut them or because I think if they cut them, that frees up about $5.5 million or something like that. So, you know, we'll see. But um, – I like the Terry draft, but I was hoping for EJ Liddell because I think if we would have drafted him, I mean, he was still on the board. Right. I think that that would definitely solidify our power forward issues, but I don't know. Maybe maybe they got something in the making. I'm, I'm still kind of leery, but we'll see. I mean, speaking of that, that draft pick, um, Kataka, my brother, I just was, I was just confused by that pick. Um, and the crazy thing is, I had it in the back of my mind that that's something that AK was going to do. And I was hoping that he did not do that, but he got another wing player. And now this guy's 6'7", he's going to play small forward, but he's still a wing. He still plays like a guard. And I was more so looking for somebody that would dominate the paint. But, you know, they corrected that with getting Andre Drummond and getting um, um, Andre Drummond and having um, Vooch already. Right. So I guess if you add those two together, you know, that would be somewhat good. But, you know, Vooch is still a weakest link on defense. But what I was talking to um, one of my brothers, my Bulls brothers today, my brother LaSalle, let me call him out, give him a shout out, you know, my, my, my Bulls brother. I was talking to him today and I said, man, if we was to get Tristan Thompson back and you add Tristan Thompson with Drummond, now we got some. Mm. Those two yeah. guys are physical dogs right there. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I'm saying, Kataka? But to have Tristan by himself, I don't think he's a guy that can carry all of the defensive load on himself. But if you add him with a guy like Drummond, now we got something. Now Vooch probably ain't even got to play as much defense. And if you want to go big, you can play those three together. And um, Vooch at the small forward, as crazy as that might sound, but he can stay out there and shoot, you know, and do what he does while those two pound the paint. You know, and then we can um go big in the backcourt as well and put Zach at the point and Debo. You know, mm. if you want to do it like that, or you can do, you know, Caruso and Debo, however you want to mix that, the guard lineup. But I don't know. I don't think our 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 center concerns and our defensive concerns to guard the rim is 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 taken care of. And speaking of that, we have DeAndre Ayton, who's a free agent. And um DeAndre in the 2018 number one pick, or 2013, I'm sorry, um, number one pick in the draft. And um, it was it 2018, right? Um, 2018. Yeah, yeah number first overall, first overall pick. And he's available, and his, his situation is so interesting because the Suns can match him, can match whoever offers for him, but I don't think the Suns are going to match it because the Suns really want to part ways with DeAndre. And I don't know what happened in that playoff series against Dallas. But all I know is that Monty Williams was calling uh, DeAndre Ayton a quitter in that series during that game seven, saying he quit on the team. That's a marriage that's it's going to end. It's, it's going to end. They're not going to match anything. And the, the most interesting part, I haven't heard any offers for Ayton. 
you know. So this is a guy that maybe his 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 value is low, and the Bulls can swoop in there and pick him up. But the Bulls will have to go over the cap. But this was a promise that AK did make to us that they would go over the cap. Or, or Michael Ronsdorf made to us is that they would go over a cap for a winning team. This is a winning team right here. The Bulls were forty six and thirty six last year. Only five games worse than the Milwaukee Bucks, a team that they lost to in the in in in, in, in the first round. So the Bulls weren't far off, and they started the season as the first seed. But not having that big man, not having that physicality inside, not having that defense inside, you know, to stop um, points at easy scores at the rim. That's what I think ultimately sunk them and got teams familiar with them. And the Bulls just couldn't recover. You know, they just they took that slide right after the All-Star break of being 30 and 21, tied with the Miami Heat. And then you just had that slide. But, you know, long story short, um, I just wanted AK to focus on that 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 side of the of the ball game. You know, because we didn't need – I mean, listen, Dalen Terry is an explosive guard. You know, I watched some of his highlights in college. He really attacks the rim. He's very explosive. You throw the ball anywhere, he can get up and get the, get it and get the alley-oop. He can, he's a playmaker. Um, he can shoot it. He can shoot the ball from anywhere. He has that little one-handed floater. Very, yeah. very great player. Um, his numbers is not too astonishing, eight, three, and four. You know, but it's pretty decent. But, you know, once you get the, you know, the pros – you get into the pros and you start playing against pros, you know, they help you, you know, increase your level of, of, of perfection, you know, at what you do and you would right. get better playing against men. So that's right. going to take care of itself. But the kid, the kid has to make it to be a star. Now, will he be a star? That remains to be seen. But right. see, the thing is, Kataka, when I talk in this bullseye group, it's nothing personal against who we draft. People think it's something personal against the player or I'm saying they can't play, they're not good enough. No, they're good. They're just not what we need. Exactly. exactly. They're not fulfilling a weakness to what the Bulls need. And, you know, like I said, Andre Drummond, they tried to correct it with him. But I don't know, man. Andre Drummond's kind of watered down these days, Kataka. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh good thing is he's he's still under 30. Right. Uh, and he's coming off the bench. But I'm going to backtrack a little bit on the DeAndre Aiden thing. Mm-hmm. Uh. With DeAndre, rumor has it that the dude spends a lot of time. I don't know how true this is. That he spends a lot of time gaming, and he mm. don't work on his craft. Um, right. They say the dude play games all all night, get two hours of sleep. You know what I'm saying? Then shows up for practice. That's probably why Monty Williams call him a quitter. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they had a big falling out. Um, I I did hear that the Nets. I think they said the Nets. I don't know if they said he was interested in him, but they're just not willing to give up a lot. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to have to give up. They're going to want Booker, too. You right. know what I'm saying? And, you know, that ain't happening. Yeah. So, and the Suns kind of closed the door on that that theory because it was for a minute, it was, you know, the Nets asking for, for Booker in exchange for Durant. But the Suns killed that real quick and gave him over exactly. $200 million and said, exactly. no, this is our guy. Exactly. So if – I mean, I don't know. That's why I'm still thinking that AK may be still up to something because why the hell you would have all these damn guards, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, and you still ain't solidified because I, I, they still high on Patrick Williams for some reason. You know how I feel about Patrick Williams, and even though he was injured, but still he hasn't shown to me that, you know, he, he's not a power forward. So I don't know why they still trying to put him at power forward. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, they all talking about this. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this two-way player they got, Justin Lewis. I think mm -hmm. he's like a three slash four. Mm -hmm. Watch some highlights on him. I mean, he's pretty. He's like another Terry. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe a little bit bigger. Uh, but again, you know, he's he's a rookie. Mm -hmm. They still they still banking on um, Marco because Marco's supposedly beefed up to two hundred forty pounds. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? From two fifteen, and you know he's been working with Booch and all that. But I don't know. Still. You know, if his game is, you know, is he going to be able to hang? So it's a lot of question marks. I'm with you. Um, when we was doing the old off-season thing, some of the guys on the blog was going at me like, man, why would you want to get rid of COVID? Why would you want to get rid of COVID? They don't understand. You got, in order to get value, you got to give up something. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? If I could throw Kobe in with, I mean, we still got Portland's draft, future draft pick. We still mm -hmm. got, a, what, a 23rd, a 24th, and a 27th. Mm -hmm. I think one of them will see a lot of them. So we still get, we still have assets, but you're going to have to give up something in order to get something. Yeah. And and it's, it's interesting because nobody's not even sneezing at Kobe's way. Nope, but the Lakers. But they wanted to give up old boy from Chicago. Uh, named Talon, TBH. They wanted to give him up, but we don't need him. We got we had enough two slash three. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't, we need a big man. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, speaking of big men, I mean, I wouldn't take, I wouldn't even consider taking Anthony Davis at this point in his career, man. It's, it's, and I've seen a, uh, the Lakers are after Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, I saw that too. And it was, it was, it was crazy because all of these stories I've been reading. Um, just was pointing at the Bulls be able to get Kevin Durant because I knew that Kevin Durant's choices was the Heat and the Suns. Right. But they didn't have the assets to get him. So in my mind, I'm thinking Kataka, like, okay, they want him, but they don't have nothing to give up for him. And the Suns basically closed the door on the trade when they re-signed Booker. Right. It was who the Nets wanted. So once they did that, that kind of closed the door on that destination. Right. And then the Heat, they got a special kind of contract with um, Adebayo. I forgot yes. what kind of special contract he got, but he has some kind of contract. I think it's a player option or something along that nature where they can't just trade him. Um, he Or he has a say of where he goes. Actually, um, what it is is that is that it's because I, – I, I saw something about this. Because Ben Simmons, Adebayo, Booker, and a couple other players, was somehow they was all – in that same draft class that you couldn't somehow because some players we signed contracts, mm -hmm. they can't trade uh, Kevin Durant to these teams, these certain teams. Right, he was one of them. So it has something to do with Ben Simmons still on the team now. Ben Simmons, they get rid of Ben Simmons, they might be able to pull something off. But since Ben Simmons is on the team and you know out of bio and you can't trade, you know, it's, it has something to do with that. So that's the reason why KD can't really just go to the Miami Heat. Well, it was it was years ago that I did the um the Bulls podcast with my brother over there, Wise Black, and um at uh Mr. Hout, Mr. Couch over there. And okay. I did a show with them and they was talking about Kevin Durant possibly coming to the Bulls. And I said they said asked me would I ever have him on the Bulls? And I said he's a diva. 
I said uh, I wouldn't take them on the Bulls. I said the only thing missing from those guys are handbags, and that's a classic episode. It was number class. The Bulls guys, you know, was the the Bulls podcast episode number fifteen for you fans. Mm-hmm. I said I want to look that up, and I that show, and I did multiple shows with those guys on that podcast, and I miss doing that work with those guys. Them guys were great, but yeah, I, I basically call them a diva. Exactly like right now, I'm saying and putting it out there. Oh, I don't want to go to a team that doesn't have two all-stars. Dude, if you come to <laughs> Chicago and you right. team up with Kevin, well, if you team up with Debo and Zach Levine, ain't nobody stopping the Bulls in the East, man. Nope. I, I don't understand this hatred or this resentment or this hesitant to play for the Bulls. But the Bulls have a roster that, if you add Kevin Durant, they're winning right now. They're winning the whole thing. Oh, they're, they're snatching it up. Yeah, they win, they're winning the whole thing. And then you have the familiarity of Billy Donovan used to coach Kevin Durant. Everything just connects. Dalen Terry is friends with Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant respects the culture of Chicago. He's cool with Zach Levine. That would work. Right. right. And the Bulls have the best package to offer for Durant because they have five first-round picks from Portland. Yep. I just don't understand why the Bulls are not talking to the Nets. I know they gave a call. But it's like I felt like they just did their due diligence and just gave a call. They're not really putting serious effort to get him. But believe it or not, they're the only team, I think, that can get him and offer a decent package that the Nets would want back. Because I'm hearing now that the Lakers want to offer Westbrook for Kyrie. Or they want to offer Westbrook for Kevin Durant. But I wouldn't imagine that the Nets would really want Westbrook. Was he going to be a salary dump? Yeah, yeah, because you gotta have West Russell and, and still Ben Simmons, and they 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 better off just blowing that whole team up. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to salary dump. They just they're gonna buy out Westbrook. They're gonna yep. buy out Westbrook. Yeah, but um um the NBA Finals. We was gonna talk a little bit about that. We'll talk a little bit about that after this quick break. You want the most uncensored and blunt podcast? The Bulls Guys Podcast, as only K-Dub and Greg Love can bring it to you. Follow us on Anchor, Spotify, and all social media platforms. All right, we're back on the Bulls Guys Podcast. Now, the NBA Finals, man, for me, um, after the Bulls got knocked out of the playoffs, it was hard for me to enjoy the playoffs. But I actually did enjoy this matchup, Kataka, with the Celtics and the Warriors. And um, I actually picked the Celtics to beat the Warriors. Thought the Celtics were winning seven. I don't know, man. It's that that young energy and that young that youthfulness of not being there before, and the Warriors' veteran leadership and the Warriors' veteran, you know, be, being there, been there, and been there, and and being there before. It just it just looked like they were the better team. They were a smarter team. Um, I wouldn't say better. I would say smarter. Because I felt like the, yeah. the, the Celtics had the overall best team. They had the best defense and they had the best offense. They mm-hmm. were number one in the, in the in the NBA and points allowed and opponents points but allowed. Mm-hmm. And I believe they were like 14th in the league in scoring. I believe all fourth in the league in scoring. Something, something along. I don't remember, but I know I looked up. I think it was fourth in scoring in the league. But they're a hell of a team. And the run that they put on in the second half of their season, man, I mean, the Celtics started the season – they were 11th in the East at one point. Yep. Yep. And the Bulls destroyed them in, in Boston. They were up 19. The Bulls came back and beat them. 
And I think that was the turnaround of their season and woke them up that, yo, we got to really share the ball. We have to play as a unit. And then they turn around and make this historic run to the NBA Finals, defeating the Bucks, defeating the Nets, sweeping the Nets, mm-hmm. shutting down Kevin Durant and Kyrie. I mean, I think they beat the best teams to get there, beating the East lead in Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. But I just think when it when the, when the, those finals lights really turned up, and I think you had players like like um, Draymond Green getting in the head of um, all of. Uh, yeah, all of them basically, <laughs> but Jalen Brown specifically is who I was trying to say referred to, and yeah. they just they just tore them up. They got it against was a mental game, and they had them forcing shots. They wasn't playing the team. They wasn't moving the ball as much. And right. the Warriors are the NBA champions again. But I think personally, the Warriors caught a break twice in the Western Conference because if Ja doesn't get hurt, I got the Grizzlies eliminating the Warriors. Oh yeah, it's playing tough. Yeah. That's just me personally. The way they blew them out without Ja, and then um, they was playing them pretty tough. I think they took a two-one lead with Ja. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just felt like they caught a break with that, and then the Phoenix Suns getting obliterated. I don't know what the hell that was against Dallas in the game seven, but them taking out Phoenix saved the Warriors because I felt like Phoenix would have beat the Warriors. Really, would have beat the Warriors. They had the team to really beat the Warriors. I didn't yeah. even have to be convinced of that. They would have beat the Warriors. You know, that style yeah. that they play with, it would have bothered the Warriors. I think they would have beat them. And they've been to the NBA Finals before, so you're not playing against another inexperienced team that doesn't believe they can get to the Finals or play against you, and they've beaten you before in the season. Right. Beat you, to, I believe they even stopped the Warriors from getting um from the play-in, right, in the, in the bubble? Yep, sure did. So that was the team that that beat them. So it's not like the Suns wouldn't have believed they could have beat the Warriors in the series or been intimidated. So that was the team that I felt like, you know, and that's that's the the, the, NBA, the Western Conference Finals that I wanted to personally see for Taco. Yeah, I was hoping for Phoenix. And uh, actually, I was hoping for Phoenix and Miami. I, but, but like you said, in the Eastern Conference, uh, Boston did put on one hell of a run. You know what I'm saying? But they, I mean, especially when Al Horford, Man, that dude, he was like the X Factor. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Because Draymond Green couldn't couldn't do nothing with him. He couldn't, I mean, he had his way with everybody else, but he didn't have his way with Al Horford. Right. You're right. I mean, the fact that he was in the experience, they haven't been that far. At one point, man, they were just forcing a lot of shots. Um uh-huh. you know, ill-advised shots, and then the Warriors just took advantage of that because I mean, if you look at I mean, in Boston actually over the offseason got better. I know we're not talking the offseason, but they're actually going to be better next year, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. with Malcolm Brogdon, they got a legit point guard. Right. Um, and they that got Gallinari. That was a huge pickup. Mm-hmm. And they got Gallinari coming off the bench, and I think they did some more stuff, man. So they're actually going to be better. Right. So, I mean, I could see them actually being back, uh, you know, probably back in the finals, man. I mean, to be honest. No, I don't, uh, got, them. I don't got them back in the finals. You don't? Who you have? I got um, either Milwaukee or um, Miami. Okay. And the Bulls could be in that mix too. Um, Philly. Philly made some good pickups getting TJ, PJ Tucker. And um, I think uh, Philly's going to be better. Um, you had an injured Joel Embiid in the playoffs. That's not going to be next year. Yeah, that's and, true. Um, um, James Harden, uh, if he could come back in better shape, um, listen, I, I like that team. I like that team. We're adding PJ Tucker, adding toughness, you know, and then you got a, um, 
the young boy coming back too next year. Dival? No, the other young boy that's with the dreads that speed down the floor. Uh, you talking words. about uh, uh, the, what is his name? I know you. him too. They got Thibault and 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 um the other young boy. Maxi, you talking about Maxi? Maxi, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's gonna come back next year and prove with a playoff under his belt. You yeah. know, the luxury of having a playoff run under your belt that young, and then now you know what it takes. Now you believe. You know, you played on that stage before. Now you come back next year better. So I think mm-hmm. uh, Philly got a scary team, you know. Um, they'll be right there in the mix. But the Bulls have a shot again to be in the mix in the East because there's not that many dogs. Um, the Nets uh, going to break up their team, so the Nets not going to be in the way. Right. So it's basically going to be Celtics, Philly, Bulls, Milwaukee. That, that's going to be the – and Miami. And Miami. So it's going to be five teams in, in the East that you really have to worry about. But yeah. back to the Bulls, man, I felt like um, – I felt like AK was not aggressive enough to get winning moves. And I felt like the moves that he made was like, okay, let me get the worst and cheapest player possible. And they still playing the salary cap game. And it's like, they told us they would go over the cap. And if you was going over the cap, man, you should have grabbed Rudy Gobert. Yeah. You should have grabbed Rudy Gobert and you should have add PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker would have gave you defensive toughness, veteran leadership in the locker room. Right, and you would have had Gobert up front, that's averaging three blocks a game, and to compare to Drummond averaging one block a game. So it's just listen, you comparing apples and oranges when you're making these kind of moves that AK is making. And he's some reason, made- for some reason though, he's he's in the booch. He sees he's on this. Okay, let's see what we're gonna do when we're healthy, hundred percent healthy. He's still playing that healthy thing and. And running it back with the same, same four or five people, you know what I mean, and trying to plug and play the bench. That's mm-hmm. that's for some reason that's what he's thinking. But I know me, you talked about it. I'm I man, I was hoping they got rid of Vooch. I mean, by, Vooch was was the number one guy to be going. Vooch and Kobe. He holding up twenty two million with his contract. Yeah, right here. like why would you hold on to him and uh, Kataka? I don't know if you see my response on Bullseye Group, but as soon as they said he was coming back, I'm like, there you go. We ain't going to be the man. I saw that. Back. I saw that. I was right with you. I was pissed. I was, as soon as I seen that, I'm like, all right, we, that's it. We ain't making no moves because he's holding up a big chunk of the salary. And when yeah. I heard that they're trying to bring in somebody to make his job easier, I'm like, to pair with him, I'm like, okay, it's over. They're coming back with the same team. They're going to run it back. They're going to add little scraps, but they're going to try to come back I don't know, man. Personally, in a nutshell, I just think this offseason was a failure for us. I felt like the Bulls needed, really needed those big names to put the whammy on it, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, listen, you can't argue with either side. I could make my, my point on my side, but if you look on the other side, Kataka, they were injured, and they had a lot of key guys that were out that right. they really needed. And right. even with those guys out, they were only five games worse than Milwaukee. Um, how many games worse than, than Miami? Not that much. Not that much. So the East standards was really tight. Like if you lost three in a row, like you slide down three, three, three um spaces. Right. It was real three tight. Down. Yeah, it was real tight. So I can't really say that the Bulls team is really that horrible, but that issue of guarding the paint is a glaring issue that I know does exist. And I know that's what separates us from the other teams is the fact that we can't stop. 
people from the inside. And we need perimeter defenders to stop those three-point shots. Team shot the ball really well against us this year from the outside. Mm-hmm. So I just think that's an issue that they're going to have to correct. But listen, it's still the offseason. They still can make some moves. It's still early. Right. So it's not over. But if this is the team that AK is coming back with next year, they could easily really go really far, and they could easily not go really far. All depends on Drummond, man. How big of an addition is he really? Is we overplaying it because we were desperate and he was one of the big men? But – I don't know, Kataka. I don't know what to make of it. Um, Dale and Terry, um, I guess the way you could look at this is another young guy that you can add to our core that we can build with the future with. And I guess you can look at it like that, you know? Yeah, I give them uh, – if I have to give them a grade, man, I'm going to give them a grade of B-. minus. I think mm. a, lot of, a lot of other – um, sports sites gave them B's, B+. Plus. The reason I say B- is based on what you said, it, we didn't address the power forward because I'm curious to see who I, if they're going to actually have Patrick being our, still our power forward because when, when they say compliment, I'm thinking, okay, they're going to get somebody a starting power forward. But compliment to them is somebody who's going to be his damn backup. That's well, not see, compliment. Well, see, bringing back Derrick Jones Jr., why don't you keep Tristan Thompson instead? Derrick right. Jones Jr., man, listen, he's a injury problem. He's yeah, injury problem. To get injured too fast, he's like a paper, a paper dude. Like, he just, his body is made out of paper. As soon as you hit him, like a little soft, like he's injured. Like, right. I met him in person. He's a decent guy, man. But listen, dude, like, you too injury prone for this. I don't really think he makes a, a big of a difference. I mean, he gets like really flashy dunks and everything. And, you know, he'll get occasional block shot, you know. Like, I don't think he's somebody that if he's on our team, he makes a difference, Kotaka. I think that was a another space that you could have used to add a defensive four. Um, right. And speaking what's, of going that, on, what's going on with Miles Turner? I was just about to say that. You took the words right out of my mouth. We're going to talk about that when we come back, and we're going to close out the show. But we're going to come back and talk about Miles Turner, and we're going to close the show out right after this quick break. You want the most uncensored and blunt podcast? The Bulls Guys Podcast, as only K-Dub and Greg Love can bring it to you. Follow us on Anchor, Spotify, and all social media platforms. Back on the Bulls Guys Podcast. So before we bring the break, my brother Kataka brought up Miles Turner. The Pacers are really trying to push him out the door. They were trying to push him out the door at the trade deadline. And uh, Turner was kind of agreeing with the Pacers, wanted to go. But once he seen Sabonis get traded, Kataka, he he automatically had a change of heart, mm-hmm. wanted to stay. And I heard he had issues with Sabonis taking his spot on the team, and he wanted to play center instead or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I heard they having problems over this. As soon as Sabonis got out the door, you know, all love is lost, but the Pacers don't feel that way. Pacers still want to get him out, so. Pacers look seem like they're starting over, Kataka. They are. Start all over. But what do you think about uh getting getting Turner? You think he'll help us? If we get uh Miles Turner, I think I don't know what his contract is. If you get him to be a power forward, I think that would definitely work because 
you can actually, you're going to have Boots come out to the three. You can have Miles Turner guard that paint. He definitely going to block the shots, and he definitely going to get them get the boards. And you can flip-flop. You can have Boots down there, and you can bring Miles. Because it's like if you have pick your poison. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, would be solidifying and complement Boots in that power forward spot. Um, I don't know what his contract. I don't know what the asking price is, but if you want to keep Boots, see what you who can you give up without giving up your core to get you know Kobe and some draft picks. You got to give up something, man. Yeah. But I think I think definitely, man, he would definitely be if he if you bring him, that would change my grade from a B minus to a, a A plus. A I would say A minus. I would say A minus. I think Tony Bradley, Kobe, and two first rounders would, would pull that trade off. Yep. I think it could. You know, I think it could. I don't have his salary in front of me, but it seems like it would it would work as far as salary goes. But another guy that we haven't talked about, and I feel like he can make all of this not matter based on who we signed. If he comes back next year and has an MVP type season, and that's our main guy, Zach Levine. Yeah. Who signed the max contract of $215 million? So if Zach comes back next year and has an MVP type season, this Bulls team can go far. With everybody else playing the way they're supposed to play. Like, I mean, Vooch playing at an all star level, Debo bringing, like how he, bringing it how he brought it last year, and Zach comes into the mix, not showing no ill effects of his knee, not showing that he's not healthy, showing that he's upbeat, ready to attack, looking confident. Mm-hmm. Man, we'd be hard to beat, man. And if Patrick Williams can do the same, we'd be, we'd be tough to beat, man. This team has so much potential, but it all comes from the heart, Pataka. Do these guys believe in themselves enough? Right. That's why I feel it boils down to. But pay, on paper, who in the East is more talented than the Chicago Bulls? And you know we got we really got five all-stars if you count Goran and um, Drummond. They were all-stars at one point, too. Right. So it's like, yo, man, this is a deep roster. It's just you got to put it together. But see, the Nets proved last year putting t- names together doesn't matter. A team that has the best chemistry could beat you. Mm-hmm. So this NBA thing where, you know, stacking stars up you know, together, that doesn't work anymore. But Zach Levine... I feel like next year he has to come in and have an MVP type season, especially with the Rosen outshining him last year. He has to come and bring it this year and show why he got signed to $215 million. Well, I think that money is going to definitely talk because, I mean, that pressure's off him now. You know what I'm saying? Got it. He had the surgery. He got he got the stability. So I think he actually going to come out. He's going to come out hungry. I haven't saw videos of Zoe, you know, working out. Um, he's shooting his stuff off that knee. You like keep progressing with no issues, so I think they're gonna come prime already. And to add to that is that um, you mentioned about Brooklyn stacking. Bulls got this, some similar a similar type of team as Boston. It's just they they mix older players with young players. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You got you got all types of um, you know skill sets there. So I could, I would compare us with Boston. All right. On that level. And I like you said, I think we can definitely do some noise if we're healthy and we got that chemistry. I mean, as far as the core, with the core, they play together. The new people, they can come in and just know their role, do mm-hmm. their thing. I think we're going we can definitely make some noise again. 
Yeah, man. I, I believe so, too. Well, that's our show, man. Um, Kataka, tell my audience what you're getting into these days. Um, tell them where they could find you, if they would want to follow anything that you do, anything of that nature. Introduce yourself to the audience and where they can follow you at. Well, everybody, I'm a musician here. I got a band called Together Melodge. You can catch me on Facebook at Together Melodge. Um, you, mean here also, as, you mean here as in Chicago, right? Yup, here in Chicago. Yup. Yeah. Uh, you can also catch me on IG, Together Melodge as well. And uh, yeah, we're doing some gigs. And, uh, and check me out. All right, what's up? Thank you for joining us, Bulls fans, for this special episode off-season episode of the bulls guys podcast follow us on all social media platforms with the bulls guys podcast follow us on twitter at talking bulls 82 send us your emails if you ever want to be on the show any questions that you want us to push on the air any questions that you want us to answer we will gladly answer them and uh, follow us on facebook at the bulls guy bullseye facebook group and also follow us on the bulls guys facebook page the nice Chicago. Hopefully the Bulls make some more moves and they're not done because you know this, this team deserves it. This this city needs it. A team that you know is a championship contender and ready to you know get back to that you know 90s days. One. Thank you. Thank you for joining us tonight. Go Bulls. <laughs>